Durante Yamanzi. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart for Russia. It's Connor Cade on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! The Western service crew are celebrating. Welcome back to All Out West, and what a big show we have for you this week with three game reviews and a preview. Now, this week you're joined by Kelsey and Jay, aka the Magic Man, which I didn't see yeah, that nickname coming up, but I enjoy it. What's the origins no, of that name, sir? It's just my PSN. Because, <laughs> <laughs> bro, when I played COD, people thought I was hacking, but it was just magic. But I'm not good at COD anymore. So. That's uh, cool. Cool. I thought it was a stepbrothers reference, but I'll take it. Uh, no, that's sorry. Let me. You're wrong. You're thinking of Talladega Knights. Oh, Magic Man and El Diablo. I know that, my comedies. Yeah, they're like the like the two best like Will Ferrell comedies ever. Well, John C. Riley is in that one as well. So yeah, like that Sherlock Holmes I did piss week. No. But sorry, Talladega Nights top. Five comedies of all time. But we'll get into that in the comedy podcast that we do. Yeah, that's uh, coming up next in all that comedy. All that sketch. Now, I guess we should talk about the club um, with a bit of a club update. And, Kelsey, sorry, Kelsey, how are you going today, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. I guess you could tell I'm very liberal with all the draws I've been witnessing lately. (laughs) The true origins of the word, too. I like that. Um. So the rest of our fixture was released last week, which we would have covered on last week's pod, but I had man flu and was pretty knocked out. Thankfully, it wasn't COVID. But, yeah, here we are to do a bit of a catch-up. So Saturday, April 9th, uh, we take on Wellington Phoenix, and this is a really big one, is it's the first A-League game to take place at Morshead Park, which is such a wonderful facility. And that's on uh, Saturday at 2.05 p.m., which is, I think, a pretty good time slot for Ballarat because it gets cold there, which uh, we all know from the the weekend, except you, Jay. I believe happy birthday for last week, kind sir. Sorry I couldn't make the pub. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, Thanks, fellas. That was all good. I just um, pulled up a bit rough Saturday, and I actually needed to sleep in for once. I slept right until the game started. So, um, And I I was in bed early. I, I slept about... 12, 13 hours. I think I was just a bit run run down, actually, myself. So don't worry, I'll be at Moorshead this weekend. I'm not missing that one. I've actually, um, back to that, I've been to a Moorshead game before for one of our first ever friendlies. Very, like, a small, intimate ground where we can still get, like, a couple thousand in there for sure if we really want to pack it. I don't think we'll be getting that, but um, it is... It's going to be fun. It's really going to be fun. You get it's, it. Feels like it's going to feel almost more like an NPL game, like you're on top of the action. It's, I, I'm very keen, and I encourage anyone that can get down to get down because it's going to be a, an A League experience like you've never seen. Definitely, I that preseason game was amazing because you're pretty much like an arm's length away from the the action. It's 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 unheard of in the A League, really. Well, it's an actual uh, football pitch. Yeah, again, oh, that's in my uh, preamble for the preview, but it's an actual rectangular game, uh, like stadium that we can lay claim to. That's a nice little change, isn't it? Um, mm. Yeah, I'll move on to the rest of our fixtures. Uh, Saturday, April 16th and Tuesday, April 19th, we're heading to uh, Utah Stadium in Tasmania for that 
part of our fixturing with uh, versing Perth Glory and MacArthur FC respectively, both at the 5.05 time slot. I believe a few people will be headed down, but there are a lot of locals involved like that went to the previous Perth game there. So interested, interested to see what happens when uh, the two mingle and get some like nice game day um, action going. Any comments, guys? I'll be heading down. So if you're a Tassie local that wants to get in touch with the crew, get in touch with the pod, um, you know, we'll be organising pre-game pubs, um, mainly for the Saturday game. I'm not, Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make the midweeker, but um, I think we can make that Saturday something really special. So um, if anyone wants to get in contact with us that listens in Tassie, um, just message the pod and um, we'll organise something. Yes, I believe there is something uh, being organised for the active to have a conversation with the Tassie supporters soon as well, which uh, Jay, it's in the group chat. Um, I'm not sure if you're in that group chat. On top of that, I did, I did see that as well. Sorry, I forgot. That's my, that's my fault. But I will also kill me, Jay. Um, I will be down there. I'm still trying to figure out accommodation. If anyone can put me up on their couch for a night, that'd be nice. Uh, help your local service crew. But uh, then our, f- that our final three games of the season are all away. We take on Central Coast Mariners on April 30th at CCM Stadium. Uh, then we take on Newcastle Jets at McDonald Jones Stadium on Wednesday, May 4th. And Sunday, May 8th, we play uh, Adelaide United at Cooper Stadium. Uh, so we've got a bit of a run home to try and collect some points here. Do you guys think the pretty, we're pretty much playing five games away do you think that's going to come back to bite us, especially in the short turnaround time? Maybe in the context of the Premier's play, but um, so far as making finals, we're home and host. No, there's no way that there's teams out of the top six that are going to be scoring more than, what, what are we on, 40 points? Yeah, uh, we're three points below City, which I think we're on 37. I will double check it. And then I think we have a gap over third as well. Yeah, it's no, a pretty no solid gap. No one out of on... Look, there's no way we're not making finals. So um, home yeah. final is something we've got to push for. So top, we've got to finish first, second, or third for sure. That's which I'm honestly not sure about first. I don't think we will. I think City are looking strong, um, especially after they like annihilated Wellington. But it's still not out of the realm of possibility. And I think a second place... Um, finish would be optimal just for that uh, home semi-final. So um, definitely still need to pick up points. I'd want at least probably eight points from the rest for the rest of the season. I reckon we'll clinch that, but we'll see how we go. Hopefully Moore's head puts us on the way this weekend. What just to put a bit of context, just a bit of context there for the ladder. We are currently sitting uh, in second place on thirty-eight points, with uh, Melbourne City at forty-three, Macarthur sitting on twenty-nine points. Uh, we are two games in front of Melbourne City, uh, Victory, who are on twenty-eight points, but and then the the rest of the six don't really. Uh, Sydney and Adelaide, I don't see catching us. No. Um, the other thing too is look. Going back to your original question, I don't think the game... We generally play well in Tassie. Moorshead's a bit of an unknown because in Wellington we tend to struggle with. But if the way if I see any issues, it's probably those two or final three games. Yeah. I, I am worried about Wellington because we haven't beaten them. That's um, why I said... Game. I see a yeah. bit of a banana skin, that one. However... Yeah. Um, 
They're on a skid. Who knows if they'll recover or not. That could be a, a boot up the bum from last week. Um, and we've sort of just been... The problem is we haven't had a real resounding loss since... Um, Sydney. Sydney. And then we've like... It's not like we've bounced back, but we haven't been poor. But we just haven't been picking up points like we should. So it's like... I, I see us losing definitely one of these games. And hopefully that starts a fire. But um, I think the finals run... Well, the finals is all that secure for us. Uh, but I'd still like to build up a head of steam going into the finals, you know, not going into the finals on the back of a couple of losses and bomb straight out. Yeah. yeah. Look, I could be wrong, but I would be curious to see if maybe it's, we're struggling a little bit because maybe we're doing a heavy training load getting ready for that final run as well so we peak at the right time. I could be wrong. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's also happening with the kind of personnel we see is. Yeah. Also worth mentioning, we have had, you know, Payne injured, Risden injured, Kilkenny out. Uh, still no Diamante. He was in the stands uh, on the weekend. Uh, you know, um, we're not going too crash hot on the injury front, whereas City have like, got all their boys back now. Uh, Sydney are looking very strong with their personnel. Same with Victory. Um but I, I think um, hopefully if we can get Diamante, I think, back by come around finals, you know, I, I think we'll be okay. Neil's back as well. Obviously, um, we'll, we'll get into his game on the weekend, but um, he's got to build a little bit of fitness back up. You can't just be expected to – well, he was thrown right back into it this weekend. But, um, you know, uh, I think he'll gradually get better and better again as the season goes on. Well, is that a good segue to go into next? Speaking of injuries. That's amazing, actually. Let's speak about an injury update. Update The club issued this just before the game on Saturday, so some things may have changed. But Josh Risson sustained a right cinders Thank you, buddy. Um, how about you just cover this section if you got it up? All right, cool. So Josh Risson sustained a right syndesmosis uh, ankle injury against Nolan Victory on Wednesday, 23 March. Um, the injury will require surgical intervention. I believe it was done last week, according to the update. Um, mm. They expect him to miss around seven weeks for surgery. So I'm guessing it's not a really bad one because you can usually miss 10 to 12 weeks with the syndesmosis, depending on how bad it is. So hopefully it's on the lighter side and he will be back in the seven weeks. Um, Diamante's um, been managing an injury to his right knee. Um, he continues to work aggressively with his rehab. But his um, return date is uh, indefinite pending the symptoms of the knee injury. Um, they didn't really go into what was wrong with the knee, though, have they? No. I thought it was more of an ankle injury earlier in the year when he went down. But he's getting older. He does need that extra time. And I think they'd be just be saving him for finals. Like, in reality, we should be able to cruise through to a top six position, top six position with a home final. So I think they're yeah. like, we'll save the Amanti. He's... Yeah, Get him that's my right. If, yeah. if I was uh, Aloisi, I'd be saying, Dima, just practice your penalties, mate. Practice your penalties and your free kicks because he's a player that I would love to have come on late. He's a game changer, but I don't see him starting a single game for the rest of the season, even if we do make a grand final. Interesting. I do – I we been working really well with Lil Sticker and Kilkenny in there and how Renee works in – It's I don't like Wales – in that like creative kind of role, but we haven't been terrible with it. Well, we'll get into Wales because he, he's he, like he's been up and down all season. Obviously, he pulled 
we he put his pole votes. I know for a fact in in the last few games, but um, it is an up and down season once again. We've sort of but lost that position. In position. Like I think part of his problem is he's been kind of a bit of a utility man. Yeah, he's missing that continuity of being in one role doing one thing. Yeah. Well, um, like, and I'll just go on to sorry. Oh, sorry. No, continue. Otherwise, I'll just start spoiling. Yeah, no, I was just going to get into <laughs> injury. So Seb Pasquale, who's obviously been out all season, continues to work his way through his rehab plan. Um, he's returning from pelvic surgery. Um, the club's medical team are continuing to work closely with him, and hopefully, he can return in the next couple of weeks. They're hoping. Yeah, I think that'd be a big in for us, especially in midfield. I'm like I'm keen on this side note. I did see him at the Melbourne victory game. He was outside when we were heading in, I believe. Kelsey, yes, he was. I was with yeah, you. Uh, yeah. Eleven, I bumped into him as well separately. Yeah, so he was out front. So he's hopefully he gets he could be our missing link in the midfield. Being honest, what do you guys think? Not even missing link. I reckon he could just be like a catalyst for uh, a goal, you know, you sub him on and he could create something, you know. Uh, but it's also worth mentioning how, how fit will he be once he returns? Is this um, return from injury or is this return from injury at partial fitness, full fitness? We won't know until we see him. So that's well, this is surgery. Even that it's a pelvic right? injury. I would say it'll be a, they'll have to wait to return to full fitness because the issues will obviously affect his running power, his ability to kick, his ability to do pretty much his entire role. So mm-hmm. I would say they're going to have to wait for his full return. But I suspect he'll, if he does come back, he's definitely coming on as subs. He's, I wouldn't think he'd be starting any games no. for the rest of the season. But he was in handy to have. I, I agree. Sorry. I don't see him coming back this year. And... Um, Maybe next season, and I think, well, it sucks, but it's probably his last crack. If he gets injured again, I wouldn't be surprised if the club releases him. Like, we had nothing against Seb, but it's like, you know, we have helped him out a lot, and there's only so much he can do at a point. Um, I pray and I really hope, both fingers crossed, that he doesn't get injured again because um, I really like the bloke as a, as a footballer, as a... You know, as an actual person, he's always so nice. We're going to stop and have a chat, but it's like he's been with us for since the start and we've barely seen him play. There's got to be a point where you've got to cut your losses, and this is from a like a, a financial standpoint, a club standpoint. You've got to free up room to bring in other players that can play. So good luck to Seb. Let's hope he can come back next season, which I think is the last season on his contract. Um from memory, it might be this season, but I hope we at least give him one more chance. Mm. And the thing is, he could always get um, a bit of fitness up over the NPL season as well, because he still qualifies mm. for that. So he could yeah. get really pumped up. like Because there, Harris is spending a bit of time down there. Skatardis is getting a good leg in as well. Bayou, like, it's a good competitive environment to get minutes in the legs. Yeah. Mm. Uh, do you guys want to get on to the game? Oh, Kels, you got anything else? No, I was about to say the exact same thing. What was I going to say, Kelsey? You were going to say, let's get, you want to get into the game review versus victory. Yes. Yeah. 
on Wednesday, 23rd of March, Western United took on a near full strength victory at Amy Park in front of 5,022 people from, which I think was a pretty, like a pretty good turnout, which close to what I said on the day, Kelsey, um, from the get go, both teams wanted this, wanted it. And they just like, they dug deep. Um, in what was a game changing moment, Wales lobbed a cross, which deflected off Payne's head and found its way to our number 44's head and to the back of the net. What a beauty. And talk about a great goal celebration in honour of Warney. What were your thoughts, Jay? I actually had a perfect view of this because I was watching it from on the TV waiting to buy a beer. And uh, (laughs) because there's a slight delay, I heard the... um, all of our fans celebrating. I've gone, oh, no way. Seen it, seen it go in, rushed, you know, out there and celebrated quickly. Um, not obviously not the most technically perfect goal you'll ever seen, but it's a grubby, dirty goal. It's the sort of goals we need. From um, from a crossing, you know, we've, we've sort of been struggling for a while with our crosses uh, and, you know, making those half chances happen in the box. Uh we didn't really like deserve the lead. I think no one did at that point. It was a pretty even game, but we took it, and I was I was pretty happy. Obviously, pretty happy to go up one nil against Victory at that point in the game. Yeah, it, look, it was like you said. It was probably a bit unfair for us to go up, given the game was no one was really dominating at that point. But we took we had a chance and we took it, and that's what we're going to do at this stage of the season. We're going to try and get the goals where we can get them and try and get the points in the bag. Um, yeah, I just like how we, you can see clearly across his when he after he scored, he's in two minds about how to do the celebration. I enjoyed that uh, mental process, but mm. um, I thought it was good too. It was touching though. I don't know what as it you know you alluded it was a. Celebration to Warney, but I don't know why he went for a fast delivery when Warney was a spinner. He did, right. It was a nice sentiment. It was a nice sentiment. No, it was. I'm, I'm just, oh, you know, but that's what I mean. I think he got a bit confused with how he wanted to do it. I think he was a bit shocked he actually scored. Yeah, I, I'd say caught up in the moment, he's decided to go pace. <laughs> well, he was running um, full bolt. That's the best time to do pace. You don't want to be doing a spin at a uh, full bolt. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, cricket. The gentleman's game. I don't know anything about cricket. Um, oh. Sorry, it, it almost escaped me then. Um, when asked about Topper Stanley's goal, Aloisi commented that they've been working on a lot of set pieces during the season. And this was kind of a real big part of what they wanted to improve on since the start of the season, since we not only conceded from set pieces, but we also hadn't scored any so and we've noticed a real like change to how our set pieces are done do you think garuccio coming in to do those has really improved that because in the past we had predominantly done either kilkenny this season or diamante for like the last two what do you guys think right i'll I'll go yeah i think garuccio has been a real crucial key in helping change it up i've noticed that um Teams are a bit more uncertain when we go to take it as who as to who will take the um free kicks when they're setting it like um, I noticed, like, for example, on the weekend, most freshmen will talk about a bit more. Like, it was Kilkenny and Garusho both standing. They weren't sure which one would take it. Um, I, I, at least it's, I think it's giving us a bit more of a dynamic and a bit more uncertainty, which is a good thing. We're certain on what we're going to do, but it's creating uncertainty for other teams. I, I think, um, 
Oh, Garuccio's been whipping in some cracking balls. He's been um, our best pickup in the offseason, personally, in my opinion. And that's a hard call because we've had a lot of good players. Obviously, Leo, Prejevic, Topper Stanley, Young. But they've all sort of been... Kill Kenny. Kill Kenny. But to grab... Um, to grab Benny and off your, off your rivals, off, off the Crosstown Club, because he was never going to get a game there, and then turn him into a... You know, he had he, he was always solid defensively, and now he's putting in tremendous balls week in, week out. He's got a killer peg. Um, you know, I think he takes the left side... or the right side... Left side corners. Sorry. Mm. So he takes the in-swinging left. Um that's, it's an easy solve for me. You, you have Neil on one side, Garuccio on the other, because those in-swingers from Garuccio are tremendous every time. Uh, Leo, obviously, Leo had not scored for years, and he scored two in two from Benny Garuccio crosses, or two in one game, sorry. Um, it's a no-brainer for me. you got to keep Benny taking those corners. Uh and you can, like we all said, you go back to a podcast earlier this year, we said, oh, you know, we, we, we lost against victory because we fell asleep at a set piece and we didn't score, we hadn't scored from a set piece. Now it's almost flipped. We're getting countered and that's what's, that's how they're scoring. Or, and we're, we're holding the ball up, not getting possession, streaming forward, earning a corner and then scoring from that corner. So, it's like sort of a double whammy. We've got the ability to counter and also the ability to score from set pieces, which um, I think that's fantastic. Two fantastic tools to have in the back pocket, especially when you need a press late game. You don't have to worry about the other team attacking you for you to be able to pinch the ball and score. Um, and obviously you've got players like Leo and Previc, the big boys that really help with that, which we were missing, and, and Nikolai Topol Stanley, you know. Um, they tower over um, Tomoki Amai, who was one of our bigger players last season. Um, it's really night and day. We've had a lot of good pickups. And, yeah, it's, it's, I actually did say I'm actually wondering whether or not I'm right about Benny Garuccio because it's like sort of um, – I think he's an important player, but we've signed a lot of important players and they're all doing very well. So I might have to backtrack a little bit on that, but <laughs> – off the top of my head, I, I think, yeah, he'd be one of the most important signings we've made. I would I'll like to say... Way. You go, Kelsey. Sorry, I'll put it this way. I don't think we've made a single poor signing in the, in the, from this off-season prior to this season. No. I think they've all been, you know, signings that have needed to be made in most spots for the starters. I noticed you just sort of nodding your head. Who, you miss, who, who am I missing off the top of my head that's been terrible? I think Renee Crean, although he's had his issues and whatnot, is probably, if you had to be overtly negative, has probably yeah, been I, the underperformer of the group. I hate I hate to do that, but I feel like it's this, like when you say we've, like, for me, that's been probably the hardest, like the, and he's got a goal for us. He's played well in, in his few games. I found one, Bonich. Bonich is really but the thing is, there's been a he, reason for that. Yeah, but he's a youth player, though. He's been playing. He's like. <sighs> I'm just saying, if you have to be critical. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I think I'll, he's I'll, more of a future prospect. Like, D- Dillman's a hole in two years. 
that's kind of what, how I see it. My overall point was the overall quality that yeah, uh, oh, yeah. incoming has been positive. It's been excellent. Yeah. I, I'd have to say with um, Rene Crin, I agree with Wallace. But he also did have personal things going on. Oh, that does. It's, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that you're ripping into him for that. Yeah, All no, I'm no, no. Like he had a late start to the season, didn't get a full preseason. He also, I think, he believed he was playing alongside Diamante as well, which also drew him to the club. And he's not played a single second alongside Dimmer. That that could be a revelation in itself, having those two in the midfield. You know, one, you know, Diamante pushing forward, Crin holding back a little, and playing. Uh, you know, positive balls towards each other. Uh, Rene Crin, I agree. The probably the I won't say most disappointing because I'm not disappointed in him yet. Oh, that's what I mean. Yet. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say, <laughs> say he still- was terrible. I'm just saying if we had to rank them, he wouldn't be in my top five. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like I, I, it's not to negate him. Yeah. If if I'm ranking one to if I'm ranking one to ten, I'm giving him a six point five, and that's the lowest out of our signings. Hundred percent. Yeah. When you've had like people like Leo Lacroix, it's hard to be like. Yeah, even when you have like Lustiger, Lustiger's reinvented himself again this year. Oh. So. Should we get back to the actual uh, game review? Uh, no, yeah, that's not what we're here for. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but we just we're just enjoying having a good combo. Now, when Risden went down, Skatanis was brought in to shore up the midfield with Amai moving to right back with Crin taking the centre-back role, which he'd done before but not recently. Um, how well do you think this worked? I thought Amai was great at right back. Um, I believe I gave him votes in this game. I actually think, considering he got thrown in there and um, Skatanis was like, I think they both did their job as well as they could have because obviously you wouldn't have been planning to make a substitution uh, that early and especially probably one thing about subbing uh, Joshy Risden, that's for sure. Yeah, it was a big thing. But also to take note, we only had one other um, defensive player on the bench that day, and that was Collins, who was a younger, and not to negate him, he's just a younger, inexperienced player at A-League level. So I understand why Aloisi made this move by putting Old Make in the same. He he knows he's had experience. Yeah. You weren't going to throw Collins to Nolan Victory's attack, that's for sure. That would not have been a fun debut for him. Didn't we move Tomoki into that right back position that day as well? That's what we were literally just talking about and how well he sorry, did. Sorry, yeah, no, no, like because for two seconds I thought that we would put Katarvis directly in a right back. No, um, that's my bad. Um, because I was just thinking like usually Risden off for Katarvis on would be like alarm bells ringing for me. Hundred percent. But he he did very well, and um, I've I've been critical of Katarvis before. I still don't think he's a best 11 player. I think he's a squad rotation player, but I was very, very impressed. Had we won that game, even more so, but like the draw, it's, conceding the goal wasn't really on him. It was like it's just a team lapse. Um, you can't really, I don't think you can pin it on any one player. Uh, we'll get into that, I suppose, but um, I'm glad to see that we've persisted with him. Because I know a lot of people weren't happy with his performances, but that one was a good one. I will pay that. Yeah, he he probably had his best season, his best game for us that day. To be honest. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is the game where Crin went to centre back as well, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. which is why we lost a lot of creativity out of him because he doesn't have the expression to move forward. 
um, like he like he would in other games. And he's not a proven goal scorer. Um, he's a ball playing midfielder. I think at least we do did have that coverage on that day. But special shout out though to Crin for doing such a job at centre back, considering he's not a known centre back at all. Like he did no, well. He, he did. He has done it in the past, but not the majority of his career. But he's not a known I mean, centre back. Is yeah. my point. Oh, it's we on his CV. We leak, we leak shots all day. Yeah. But, like, we didn't lose, so we can't, like, flog. I mean, that goes I, down to all the boys up the back, but, like, we didn't lose. It was, fuck, let's be real, three points to Young for everyone. I think it was for that game. I think it was um, – I, I don't know if you got the stats for this game because other – We'll just move through it, I reckon. Oh, I think he's about to get to the stats. I believe it's the next point. Yeah, I've, got, I've got some fun get, ones. Get the, We're going to try and keep Jamie it moving. Young stats for that game. Yeah. Ooh, this is, it's lucky Scott's that. not here. Scott would be loving this. But interesting to statistic on just Jamie Young alone. He made 11 saves, which is one below the, re- the record for the A-League for most in a game. The record is currently held by Oliver Sale in Welly versus Glory on the 28th of the 4th, 2019, um, since record-keeping started. He, Jamie Young single-handedly kept us in this game. And I'm not negating other players on the team. We made the best of a bad situation. A starting 11 player went down with a, a season-ending injury to some degree. Like, I don't see Risen again this season. Um, which, am I? what a great utility player. Like, he's, he come in, he's played really well the last couple of games. Yeah, but going back to Young, he really was the last line of defence for us in that game. He stopped everything. And even the goal, like, yeah, when he, but he was he was at it, it just managed to squeeze its way in. Yeah. Like, you face, what, so he saved 11, one went in, so it's 11 out of 12. One, for one thing over the line was really, like, well done to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- any final thoughts on this game? No, look, I... would have been not, would have been nice. No, for you a win, go, but sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off, mate. Uh, it would have been nice for a win, but ultimately, at least we didn't go zero and three against victory this season. I'll take that. Um, could have been much, much worse. Other if it weren't for Young, but obviously, could have been much, much better if we kept Risen on. It was a it was a real all right. We'll take that push forward game. My final thought is: given we had a patch quilt defense, we did really well considering, and I think it's reflected in the votes as well. Yep. Which, speaking of quotes, I'll get into them now. Kelsey, speaking of quotes, eh? How much are you charging for this? Uh, I had lunch beers today. Get off my case um, now. <laughs> Kelsey, Leb, Jay, and myself voted the exact same, which is pretty much a first. I'm not surprised Scott went in a different direction, but uh, we voted all of us three to Young, two to NTS, one to MI. Scott, uh, from a moral standpoint, did three to NTS, two to Crin, one to Listicker. And just going on Scott's vote, so the, the Crin one, he was probably my fourth. It was probably going to be – I'm glad he got a vote because it means all the defenders actually got essentially a vote. Yeah. Yeah, it was what a happened? good defensive game. Um, yeah. And, yeah, they, they had a big day. Like, they earned an ice bath after that, you know what I mean, like for a bit of a warm down. We won't talk about where we're seeing play of the year competition yet. We might just move on to the next game. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm good with that. Jay's missing, but 
I'm covering it anyway. Cool. Thanks. Great work there, Kelsey. Cool. So, West United made, M-A-I-D, a bit confused, the trip to north, up north to take on uh, the Royal Dolphin Stadium on the 26th of March in front of 4,935 people. Um, we essentially took on a 10-man squad in what was a war of attrition. Let's start things off with the uh, red card. Um, Raw's Jordan Holmes for his tackle of Lockie Wales. What are your thoughts, Wallace? I'd like to start things off with War of Attrition, banging, dying fetus track. Um, actually, I will take that red card any day of the week, but I would have been gutted if it wasn't us. It's one of those things where there was contact there and there was more than enough players ahead of Lockie Wales for him to have, like, I don't think he could have done anything dangerous with it. Like, when there's at least two other defenders forward. It was careless. He was out, was, it was a keeper outside the box, remember, yeah. wasn't it? It was, it was. Yeah, that's why he got it. Basically, if a keeper touches anyone outside the box, they're essentially digging themselves a hole. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, like, in the sense of where it was and the fact it wasn't necessary, it, it's, like... If, if that was yours, like like a midfielder doing defensive, like uh, like taking down a dude just so you don't have to deal with an attack, but Lockie Wales by himself, two other defenders, minimum from memory, it just seemed unnecessary. Yeah, it was a bit of a rush of blood, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, so the red card was followed by a goal almost one minute deep by uh, Juan Eduardo Iscano. Iscano? Lascano. Lascano. Oh, it's a owl. Okay. Sorry, I misread I, that. You, you, I wrote this on a train, and you. I love that you have to read this. And and just like MF Doom, remember to sp- spell his name with all caps, yo. Um, we spell the man's name. Yeah, I was listening to MF Doom on the way home today. Um, yeah, so basically, what was your feeling when this happened so early? My heart dropped because... We had that recent, we, like this wasn't far away from that Sydney game where we just got pummeled. Although we did really well against Victory midweek, I was really worried fatigue was going to get catch up with us. So this was, I was like, my heart sunk and I'm like, oh crap, is this going to be another, like, are we going to repeat that behavior? Um, which, yeah, it was, it was a bit daunting and yeah, it was a bit, it was, I was a bit worried, but then the red card happened. I really wrote this out of order. It's, it's a bit like an M. Night Shyamalan movie, isn't it? Yeah, you've really thrown me out here. Yeah, well, you picked a terrible one to read, buddy. The difference okay. between this and an M. Night Shyamalan movie is I'm enjoying this. Really? Yeah, I truly am. Signs was a banger, man. Signs was good, but like, let's not forget what he did to The Last Airbender. Actually, can we not, not talk to... about this? I might cry on the pod. But that was, that was budget constraint. Just quickly, also, I had to add with this because you wrote 26th of match. Just pointing that I out did, I, did, I, I was, like, jamming to some MMF Doom. I can't help that. No, all Just, good. So, Jay, I'll throw this one to you because Wallace is filled with the last two. So, I've already recapped the goal and the red card. Now, we'll cap our West United's first goal. So, Addison Bayou scored his first A-League goal for the club, and he was one of the shining lights in this game. What are your thoughts on his performance? Um, on his performance, uh, not gonna lie, I was watching the game during a, a birthday party, so I was like, 
in and out. So for his whole performance, I, I did see little glimpses and it was very positive. I was very happy with it. But the finish from the corner is not something we've seen from him. It was a great header, like um, something you'd see in the Championship or the Premier League. Uh, I was wrapped with that finish. Like um, when 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 we scored, like I did see it live, and I thought, "Oh, what a great finish!" And then I saw it was Bayou, and I was almost like taken aback. I was like, "Man, if he's got that in his locker, he could be really turned into a complete player." So, um, not a knock on Bayou. It's just something I didn't know he. he he could do. I thought it was more of a, a Lockie Wales or a Pariahs type, a, a real runner and a dribbler and, you know, running gun. people so in the head. Yeah. So um, when that went in, I was like, oh, we're on today. And sure enough, we were. Well, you've just completely trashed the next point that was written here on the run sheet, but we'll go with it. Um, so, well, so when the keeper come off, you, you would have thought that we'd be putting Raw to the sword by about half-time, but obviously it was a draw. Wallace, what were your thoughts going into it at half-time? I was a little bit disappointed. When, you, when you're, like, you've got an extra man, their number one keeper's out, and then the uh, Kia version of him's on, you're expecting, especially from the lineup, we had Prijevic there, we had Wales, we had, although we weren't top, top shelf, we're in that that mid shelf. We like we had a good shelf going. If like if if it was a bourbon, you're like yeah, it's it's probably in the eighty dollar a bottle kind of price range. And I was just yeah, I was a bit disappointed by that. I thought we should have dug like this could have been our opportunity to really increase that goal difference. Um, yeah, so I was a little bit I was a bit concerned, but I also had a different perspective. I wasn't uh, at a party like Jay was. Well, but also, I remember you messaging me saying that this game was a bit of a hard watch because I obviously didn't watch it live. No, I remember you saying that this game was a bit of a punish to watch. Yeah, we um, well, we got the three points, so um, look if if you look at Brisbane, uh, let's jump forward to the future, not Western United, but Brisbane beat uh, Newcastle handedly uh, over the weekend, two nil. Great result from them, considering Newcastle have been very good, or well, not very good, but um. Better than Raw this season, you'd think. Take that. And then also look at the Perth versus MacArthur game. Now, Perth were up, then they drew, and then MacArthur uh, lost a man at 2-2. MacArthur, a man down, went on to win that game 4-2. So just because you've got a man down doesn't mean you can't win a game. And I've seen it more so in the A-League than any other league on the planet. I've seen teams go a man down, then go on to win games. So we could have easily pressed, pressed, pressed and pressed. They could have held back, decided, oh, we're just going to hit them on the counter, come back and won this game 2-1, you know. Uh, but we pushed. We got a couple of goals. We ended up winning. I'll take it. Three points are three points for me at this stage in, of the season. Um more goals, uh, a goal difference booster would be nice, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think points is what's going to get us spots on the table at this stage of the season. So I'll take the three points. Yeah, well, speaking of the uh, other goals, so uh, Neville scored an own goal in the 59th... <laughs> 59th minute. My phone's on. No, we can hear you now. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what's going on there. Hang on, I'm going to have to fix up. All right, that's all fixed. 
Um, so, uh, Rawls Neville scored an own goal in the 59th minute into the game, giving Wood a lead. In reality, was this the decider for the game? I didn't see us losing after that went in. So, yeah, I guess it was. It was like it's a bit sad that the decide like the deciding ga- goal for the game came from an own goal. That's kind of a bit, and again, pressure, all that jazz. I, I'm sorry to be the negative one in this episode. I feel like I'm bringing a lot of negative vibes today. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I was hoping for a little bit more today. But again, we got the three points. But it was really controversial in the end of the game, which I think Kelsey's going to get into. Yeah, mm-hmm. so then obviously going on from that, Prio scores a beauty in the 83rd minute. Um, but then uh, this was hard fought with Jay O'Shea's uh, keeping them in the game with a penalty in the 88th minute. And then I believe there was a call for another penalty towards the at the very end of the game. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. Like we got through by the skin of our teeth. They already had a penalty on a, on a, a bit of a light penalty in my opinion. And... To be honest, like that was down to the wire. They held the like they pretty much held up play till the whistle went, deciding whether or not that was a penalty. I honestly, I think a lot of the issues with this game stem from the referee having lost control and dishing out a red card very early. It was a necessary red card, but the whole game felt rough and uncontrolled. So I think that's a, possibly part of my like the, the the fact I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping to. No, I, yeah, from from um, I, I do feel like it, it sort of the quality definitely degraded a little bit after the red card, um, with the exception of uh, Bayou's header. But mm. um, you know that that happens sometimes in in, in all yeah, of, I... uh, at all levels of the game. So uh, I'll reiterate: to come away with the three points is all I was caring about on the night. I'm glad we got them. Yeah. Sorry to be a bit of a negative on this one. I just, I felt that we could have like, you know, when you're like, we're so, we were so close to having a very, a good opportunity to progress further. Uh, Kelsey, you got anything else? No, look, there's just going to be games that aren't going to be great. You just take the three points, you move on. I think this is the case for this game. Yeah. Do you want to add anything? Are we good to go to the player of the season, which I'll do the votes now. Um, all good. All right. Well, I'll do these, and I'm excited to do these ones. I'm going to do Scott's last. <laughs> so, apparently, according to this run sheet, I gave Prio 3, Nayu 2, and NTS 1. That's Nayu, not Bayu. Oh, Led God. gave Listica 3, Wales 2, and NTS 1. Uh, Jay agreed with me with Prio, Nayu, and NTS. And I believe you also agreed with the Prio, Nayu, and NTS. Ugh. Now we're going to get to Scott's votes. At one vote, we have Bayou, not Nayu, but Bayou. With two votes, he's given it to Priovich, and in his first votes for this player for the season, Jamie Young at three votes. Wow. I think he's sick. Yeah, not the I game. never saw J- J- Jamie Young votes coming ever. It's only because he had. It's 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 because of the issue that happened that led to that first goal, and we haven't spoke about it yet. Where uh, Jamie Young? Oh, hang on. 
let me let me just give it to Jay too. So Jay, just so you know, Scott has given his first votes to Jamie Young for the season. Three votes against Brisbane Raw because of Jamie Thanks, Young's. Yeah, yes. because of Scott having his Ryan Scott um, propaganda, which we all we all like. We're all pro Ryan Scott. It's it's well known. Um, because Jamie Young, we haven't mentioned this. It was actually one of the biggest mistakes, and we've spoken about this, and which is one of my shortcomings. Like, I think Jamie Young has shortcomings with he. I, I always thought he was going to get caught off guard um, doing kicks. It you mentioned this to me during the victory game. The whole victory game, you're worried about him kicking out. Of, yeah, like by kicking out. Like I genuinely like. There's things about his like about each player. You like they have this pro, this con. My worry has always been when the ball is at his feet. It's been that way since that like. There is like that's a genuine criticism of Jamie Young. He's yeah. and his former team knew that and exploited it, and that's the reason why Scott gave him points because he's facetious. I respect it, but, but yeah. I want to say I'll, well I'll, played I'll, by Scott. <clears throat> I, I will agree on that because I think he's um, he's used to the ball when he's pick, able to pick it up and throw it is great. I think he's a great shot stopper. I think he commands his area pretty well. For um, I'm not going to call him small, but for you know. An undersized keeper. Most keepers are six foot plus. You know, you you look and you want to probably keep it a bit between six four and six six um, to get you know peak athleticism and height. But um, he makes his presence known. He takes a lot of grabs in the box. Um, he does everything pretty well, and it is the kicking. It is him with the ball at his feet that I get a bit worried about as well. But yeah, playing out of the back, mm. especially when there's pressure there, which this showed. So again. But it happened early in the season when they could they could work on this. Like Foxy can get up him, you know what I mean? Like it's something we can rem- remedy before finals time. And did it happen against exactly. Western Sydney Wanderers as well, or was another game just off. recently? It, it happened against Sydney. He played the ball Sydney. To, that's the one. Yeah, he played the ball to Skatardas, who had just been subbed on, who lost it. It was a bad ball. It wasn't well controlled by Skatardas, but it was mainly Young's fault. Yeah, you're, you're right. It was the Sydney one I was thinking of. When Young's on fire, he he's amazing. He's victory, off-raised. for example. That, that was why I was kind of upset that we didn't beat Victory. It's just because Young played such a good game, just mm. to get eight point out of it. We des- he deserved three himself. Maybe not the rest of the team, but Young himself deserves three points from that sort of performance. 100%. Um, I think we should move on just because we've got another game to review, another preview. Um, you guys good to go? Yep. Sick. Yeah. I'll get back to this because I feel like I uh, did a terrible job of writing them up. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not reading this one as well. Oh, this is actually the better one. No, nah, I got it. You're good at answering. Uh, so on April oh, 2nd, in front of 1,423 people, West United took on CCM at Mars Stadium. West United on paper had been replenished with the return of Kilkenny to the midfield, delayed out of Renee Crin due to fitness, um, which had DP starting, which wasn't too bad. West United had a slight edge on possession, but it took a breakout performance for Young to keep um, the points in the game. Also, friend of the pod, Nikolai Topper Stanley, had a big celebration that day. Do you guys know what that is? That was? He broke the A-League games record. All 359. Did you guys answer? I couldn't hear. Yeah, I did. Yes, we did. I mean, we cool. know, obviously. He beat, Jay, he, did, you, did you want one of these? 
Ah, uh, I might pinch one if you got a spare. I got, I got two. I'm running it so. Um, I thought you would. Now, he, he broke the record for most alley games played, and Andrew Durante was there. They made a big fuss about it, and it was well-deserved because he's had a dynamite season. In my, again, another signing I would not have expected to have played as much this season and been so consistent. Um, just yeah. before we get into it, because you mentioned Andrew Durante, um, this was the game I took uh, my nephew Lucas to his first ever A-League game. We actually got to meet Durante and Diamante in the bistro before the game. Oh, wow. So they took their time out to say hello to him. That was nice. So I just wanted to give them a bit of a shout-out before we get into it. Oh, that's amazing. It's, that is one aspect to this club I really enjoy and do recommend to new fans is that you can meet players. You can have these really good moments. Yeah. That was uh, – that's – yeah. How'd Lucas go? Did you have a good time? He had a great time, especially at the end. I'll, I'll mention – we'll wait till we get to that part of the recap. Okay. Now, the cum dog opened scoring in weather-fitting the Scotsman. A few minutes later, another own goal keeps Western United in the game as the two teams headed into the break. What were your expectations at halftime? Weren't we one nil down at halftime? I thought we scored just after the break because we were in the um, bistro trying to wait for our hot chocolates when they scored the own goal. Let me double check. Again, I this was uh, I did this. Um, the only thing I, the, I want to talk about Cum Dog's first goal. I know there was a huge controversial if it was handball or not. Now, Cor- I, I was correct. It was forty six minutes. Yeah, I, I was watching it at home. I had no problems with Cum Dogs. I I do like Cum Dog, but I I, I didn't see a handball there. Well, that's what no. I was going to ask because obviously we only had the benefit of – I haven't watched it on replay. I've only seen the live version. Um, hard to tell, so I was just curious to know whether it was a goal or not. No, but no, at no, half-time like, – Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we did go in at thing. I Now I, re- I remember. I'd had yeah. a couple of bevvies. Yeah, no, so I was a bit disappointed at half-time. Um, was a bit worried, you know – We've had some good chances early and we just hadn't capitalised on them. Yeah. And we weren't playing terribly. It was just we found a bit out of sorts. It wasn't a huge turnout on the day. Um, like a lot of like active was a very – it was a very quiet kind of day for everybody because it was a very – like the originally the game was supposed to be at 4 o'clock, but they pulled it forward to 2 o'clock, which I don't think was great personally. I think a latter game might have been better for crowds. Oh, it would have been cold, though, in Ballarat at that time. It was freezing at 2 o'clock. Yeah, oh, it wasn't that cold. Uh, it's just it's a lot harder to get down by 2 for a lot of people that live a lot further out. It's an hour drive. you got to be out of the house and gone by midday, 12, at the latest, to be able to comfortably make the game. So, um, like, if it was... And a transport's terrible. Like- well, there were no actual <laughs> trains. It was bustling yeah, all weekend. I had to drive down, and I just I was just too tired to drive. I couldn't be bothered driving an hour to Ballarat, and so I was like, you know what, this is the first game I'm going to decide to miss all season. I and like I don't hate going to Ballarat. I'm going next week. I've been I went the week before, but it's just like too many games in Ballarat really will drag down on you. I think so, they should so be better spaced out. I, I think going back to my. Too. Time slot was too cold. Yeah, it's not too cold for an adult, but most people are going to want to bring their kids when it's getting really cold in Ballarat about four o'clock. 
Yeah, I, I, I get you. I, I understand that. I, I don't disagree. Especially, I just think, you know, daylight savings has sort of ended. The sun's setting a bit earlier. It, it's just not a gr- It just wouldn't have been great at that time on that Honestly, particular day. The week before, it would have been brilliant because it was a warm one. Uh, it's not that big of a difference for me. Um, and yeah, you, you're an adult, things. though. Oh, no. Like, period. I don't think um, people were going to make a difference, too much of a difference between two hours. Four o'clock. It's not going to be that much cooler. So it's going to get cool when she, when she starts hitting five, six, maybe. But like, um, I was know, there till nine o'clock, o'clock in Ballarat. Um, it wasn't that much colder. I understand what you're saying, Kelsey. I can, I, I completely get that. Yeah. I just think the the latter, like even a three o'clock kickoff, may have been better because a lot of people would have been playing local sports. You know what I mean? For a fifteen hundred attendance, that's. I don't think we've done that at all this season. I, yeah, that's I, I lot, like um, two two p.m. I can understand one or two of them, yeah, but like or one of them, but like you got to mix it up a little bit, have the game on a bit later, because uh, we had it at three p.m., two p.m., and then it's going to be two p.m. again next Sunday, uh, next Saturday. It's like, which I'm glad, so that that means I can quickly pitch that after the final whistle and quickly race into the city and watch Richmond get slaughtered, but um. You know, I, I'd honestly prefer to watch a later game. Uh, that's just my personal. I, I do like night games and afternoon games better than day games. It's me personally. But, oh, um, I do too. Yeah, especially on a Saturday. I feel like a Sunday 2 p.m. game is better than a Saturday 2 p.m. game. I'd agree it on that feel too. a bit different. Yeah. So, like, yeah, not ripping in here, Kel. Well, we are, but... <laughs> but oh, we're, just, um, we're just discussing it. No, we're just right. going, See, hey, the thing is, it's, it's not my opinion. My, my opinion is I prefer a later game. It's yeah. just a fact that, you know, thinking outside the box of what other people will be mm. thinking. And, and, that was and, all. It's know, a difference that, of... A, Oh, the just have a conversation. Yeah. We're allowed to, like, yeah, it, no, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they're also doing it to try and get more people down to the bistro, honestly, uh, because that way they, they'd be able to move more seamlessly, like serve people over lunch, because I know they're trying to get more uh, Western United supporters to come down to the bistro during the game, because obviously they screwed that up horrifically in the first two seasons and weren't serving food at the bistro before the game. Um, they're mm. trying but they're really they're trying, trying to rectify that, which is no, good. They're trying to repair that relationship, but obviously a lot of the boys are still salty. Not salty, but it's like now we've got a pregame ritual down pat where we don't go to the bistro for food. So now we've mm. got to break that pregame ritual that we've established over the last two years where we go everywhere else for food and start going to the bistro because it's, you know, people mm. are bridges that have it. So it's, it's not something that's going to be fixed overnight, but it's something that can be fixed. Especially with Morsehead in the equation. But let's move on because um, we've got another like, another game to talk about. Uh, well, we still have stuff to talk about this. Um, Weston came back with some fire in their bellies after the break, which resulted in that initial goal, which was a banger. Uh, Kelsey, you were at the concession stand. How was the concession stand line? Well, see, I would have been out for the goal if someone didn't steal my goddamn hot chocolates. I hope how many kids choked on those hot chocolates. <laughs> so you're saying that a lot nicer than you did on Saturday, man. Kelsey oh, come back nicer. furious. It was ten out of ten. But um, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, we'll keep moving, but that was a really nice goal. And then we kind of got ourselves in front, which was really good. And, like, and post that, Prio scored an effortless header. And he's like a majestic eagle in flight at times, don't you think? Good ball by Wales. Yes, which mm, I think Wales he's more. He's becoming that, that playmaker role. He's done a lot more assists this season. Hasn't got he's a goal, zero, but he has been crucial. Zero goals, five assists. Which is we need a player that can give. Well, I wouldn't mind one or two out of him, but I'll take some assists at this, at this point. That's five goals we wouldn't have had otherwise. So I think yeah, it's pretty. Exactly. And we've had a lot of one nil, so you know, just put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. Do you want another stat on Lockie Wales? There, thirty-two shot assists that didn't result in a goal. Yeah, any other, you know, even if a quarter of those go in, it's doubled his bloody assist tally for the season, so. Yeah, so just a little bit of a bit of context there. Sorry, just scrolling down. The next ball from, so straight after that, we're all celebrating. And the cum dog, like, the next ball gets it in. Always, like, I don't even think our goal celebration was, like, um, finished. No, it wouldn't be because mine wasn't. I was watching at home. And it, I, I felt for the first time this season, well, one of the – sorry, the second time this season, I felt dejected after conceding. It was that one and it was the one where we conceded twice in two minutes against victory. As soon as Cumdog scored – because I, I, when we scored, I thought, oh, we're, we're away here. We can win this 3-1. And then come dogs scored a brace a minute later, and it's like back to square one after all our effort. We're not winning this. It's just that game got flipped back immediately because we turned off again. It's happened again. Couldn't believe it. I really Do you want to hear an interesting game day thing from that, Jay? Well, I would. So when the own goal went in, the scoreboard said for a good 35 seconds to a minute that it was CCM2, West United 0. Mm, it did. Yeah, respect that. They, they tried. They really tried, those CCM hackers. But and, um, well, when we scored our to... second, it took them ages to put our second goal on as well. Like, the CCM second goal was up before our second goal was up. Yeah, that was really – that guy had a big day. He was over in the box. He must have had a beer in one hand. So he couldn't do the Western United button. That must have been his beer drinking hand. Um, another fun one was from the victory game. They actually had the Melbourne City graphic up when they walked out. I'm pretty sure. Something when we, I, can't, I can't remember. It was something silly happened. But yeah, got to love like silly stuff happens game day. Makes it interesting. Um, so it's what the makes ne- the A-League the best league in the world as oh, well. The, the shit housery. Oh, it's amazing. It's so I, – I love it. But um, so in the dying minutes, and this is again – Attest to the the caliber of Jamie Young. He he must have signed a deal with the devil because I know he likes his blast beats and metal. Um, must have signed a deal with the devil to prevent Cummings' hat trick, and he managed to sneak us the point home by deflecting a penalty. What a big moment! And we only got the point this day. I I this my honest opinion. This wasn't a bad game. I think we played decently considering the the lineup we had on the day. Um, what do you guys have? Any final thoughts? So, obviously, we were there. We had the perfect view for the Jamie Young penalty, like the save. Obviously, I was talking about my nephew and I said to get back to it at this point. That was his favourite moment of the entire game. And I think it's what's hooked him into wanting to go for life now. Like, 
that was the moment where it, like the spark was about how great the game is. Even though the game ended in a draw, that one save, that one moment that stopped, you know, what could have been an agonizing defeat to, hey, we've got a point out of this, we got something, just really hooked him. It was a really good save. Yeah, I'm disappointed I missed my first ever live Western United penalty save. Because there's honestly a penalty save for me is like better than a goal. I I get around them an unreal, like an unhealthy amount. So I was so happy to see Young save it. Yeah. When, when we got back, I asked him what was his favorite moment. Was it one of the goals or was it? And it showed like he's like, no, it's the save. It, it's the save. That was the entire thing. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's definitely the like. Jamie Young's had such a big season for us, and I don't think we'd be where we'd be without him. He's had his goofs, um, just like the A-League, but brings joy to our hearts. Uh, anything else on that, lads, before I get to the player of the year? Um, all good, mate. No. Okay, I'm going to read out the points. Kelsey, you gave three to Wales, two to Young, one to Prio. Leb did three to Wales, two to Young, one to Garuccio. Jay did three to Wales, two to Prio, one to Young. Scott did three to Wales, two to Garuccio. And in a shocking trend, Scott gave another point to Jamie Young. And he was the first to vote too. Yes, Scott was the first to vote, which, again, has happened three times in close to, like, in 90-something episodes. Um, his first words were, Jamie Young saved us literally. Yeah, so that's big words from So, I mean, look, I will give Young credit. It was a good save, but it was a shit penalty. It was just right to the middle of goal, perfect height to be saved. Not a great penalty. You still have to not overcommit. Yeah, yeah. He, still had to, he still had to save it, and it was still hit with power. But it, it was not a good penalty from Dog. He really should have buried that. I think um, his first hat-trick sort of got to him a little bit. You know, He came away with it with a brace, but he should have had a hat-trick. Mm. And like, like yeah. I said, all credit to Young. You still got to save the penalty, but I think it was just... Yeah, Dog should have done a lot better there. So yeah, no, he shouldn't. Then, he did exactly what he was meant to do. Screw the penalty up so we can get a point and move on. Exactly. My my points were three to Wales, two to Young, one to Prio. Do you want to know the Player of the Year competition's um, current results, guys? Get it up there. Yeah, Jay. How do you? Who do you think is currently winning? Ryan Scott. <laughs> Sorry. Ryan Scott. Uh, close. Wow. Uh, Diamante. Negative. So <laughs> currently tied for first place. I'll give you one name, Jay. You got to tell me the other. Uh, Leo Lacroix. Tied for first. Leo. Yeah. And? Jamie Young. I can't call it. Yes. Tied on 72 Correct. points. And the only reason they're tied at, for that is because Scott gave him votes. No, the only reason they're tied is because Scott didn't give him votes. votes Jamie yeah. should be in front. <laughs> Jamie would be in front by about the length of the Flemington straight at the minute if he was getting proper votes. You could stack yeah. the amount of votes Scott should have given him in Leo Lacroix. That's like, that's, I'll, you just, that, that's a lot. But um, if, coming. If, uh, put it this way if, um, if Young doesn't win it, 
we we should still award him with like a Scotty's ball and chain trophy or something like that, you know, like the stone of triumph that um, Homer's <laughs> got to carry behind him when he gets kicked out the stone cutters or re or let back into the stone cutters because he has done it with a stone attached to his ankle. He's still tied first. Yeah. In our voting comp. So I respect that from Young. Talk about an underdog. Coming third is Lestica. Fourth is Previch. Fifth is Risden. Sixth is Garuccio. Seventh is Nikolai Topper Stanley. Eighth is Cotter Payne. Nine is Lock- uh, Lockie Wales. Then we have Kilkenny. And evening out the top 10 is Tomoki Amai. Actually, he's 11th. Sorry. Apologies, guys. Carry on. I read it out of order. But he's technically 11th because it's tight. But whatever. Easy done. A lot of fun. Uh, do you guys know what's next? Yeah, the game preview. Game preview. Sorry, I'm just the page is not loading properly for me. Game preview. You're right. Yeah, so on Saturday, April 9th, we take on Wellington Phoenix at Moorshead Park in Ballarat at 2.05. This is the first time we get to play on a rectangular boutique stadium. This is the first time this ground has been used for the A-League. So this is our first home game that no one else has played an A-League game on. Yeah, it's technically ours in a rectangle. What do you guys think? I think I'm keen. Keen to beat Wally for the second time. We've had a draw yeah. as well. Yeah, but I'd like to see yeah, a win man. against them. We need points. In Australia. Yeah. It'd be nice to win in Australia against them. That would be really nice. Any, and, um... and it'd be nice. Nice. Because t- technically, the only people that have seen... There's been like eight Western United fans that have seen Western United beat Wellington live, and I'm one of them. So, you know, it's not something I've wanted to give up, but I, I think I'll give it up this week. Okay. You're so kind. You're so kind. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, uh, what would you like to see out of the lineup this week, Kelsey? Well, we're not getting any injured like players back. I'm guessing Crin comes back in if he's fit. Um, I mean, no, what I want to no, see no, versus no. what? Huh? Sorry. No, what were you oh, going to say? Sorry. I was, I was just going to say, quick statement from me. We got no midweek game as well, worth mentioning. So yeah, so no, no, go nuts with our lineup. I'll say like, I'm not going to tell us, tell you our best eleven. You guys can like, Kelsey, you'll probably go with your best eleven. But I think whatever Aloisi thinks is best, put out. Don't hold no, that, but I was going to say, Aloisi will stick with what he knows. I think Crin comes back in just because he was a late out due to – was it injury in the warm-up? Oh, he just said it, was, it wasn't cleared, for, cleared to play due to fitness. Yeah, he, he just, so that tells me it was probably – he just wasn't – like there was just something a little bit wrong, so he just played it safe. I think he comes back Not in, but I think Aloisi yeah. sticks with what he likes and what he knows. And no offence, he, he's getting the job done this season. I can't argue with what he puts out there. No. I think we do go very strong, as strong as possible. It's not like a, a midweek team or a game where we'll play like like when we played against Brisbane after beating victory, we put, you know, start off Bayou. You know, we won't be doing any of that. No offence to Bayou. But we'll be putting forward our best 11 for sure. The best 11 we have available. Hopefully, Diamante, but don't see it happening. Nah. Not against, not against freaking Wellington at Moorshead. Oh, who knows? He's a special guy. He might want to play in a special game. He does like that, doesn't he? Um, yeah, score predictions. Jay. 6-0, Western United. Oh. Oh. 
I reckon, I reckon Wellington get battered everywhere they go. They're going to get done 6-0 two weeks. Actually, you know, that's cruel. 5-0. 5-0 West United. And I'm no, down. No, no, no. I, think we, I think we batter them. I'm too, I'm, I always sit on the fence. No, we batter them this week. 5-0. Prijevic scores at least two. I've really been torn on this one because it seems like for Wellington, this is the game they get up for. They love playing us. They can be yeah. shit, but the second they're playing us, all of a sudden they lift. I've been yeah. tossing between, do I say the draw or do I just go 3-1? I'll, I'll stick with the 3-1 and hope we get the W. 3-2, gold bonanza, edgy seat ride. It's going to be amazing. Lock it in, Kelsey. No. We're going to get the win. I, dis- I disagree with you two boys. We've got this game wrapped up by halftime. Guarantee it. That's Jay's lock of the week. <laughs> Love it. Now, let's move on to the tipping comp because we've got this bit of movement there. Mainly just for Nick, who was at the game on the weekend and did uh, post on social. So thank you very much. So currently winning – oh, wait, that's not the ladder. So currently winning, we have Methodical Flamethrower. Shout out, rad name. I feel like that's a Black Dahlia murder song. Or Still don't know who it is. Yeah, shout out, big fan. Um, doing really well. Uh, he's winning on 56 points. Nick, the Sherlock machine, is coming up second, and he wants this trophy. He wants the trophy Andrew Tran had. He wants it. <laughs> Um, I believe he specifically wants a new trophy. Nah. We're about recycling here. But I believe we're giving him a free blue light with it. Yeah. He's tied on second with Woodstar 99. Andrew Tran has dropped to fourth on 51 points. Jeff FSS is fifth on 50 points. I'm sixth uh, on 48. Lebby is seventh. Uh, Harris Maynor, shout out, is coming eighth. The Joker, baby, coming 15th. For someone who hasn't logged in in a while, you're doing well, buddy. Um, Kelsey, you good attendance. Shout out Corner Five uh, Games. Attendance would assume I've logged in. Yeah, I was being nice. Look at Scott's coming 24th. But, yeah, jump in. We've got a, a prize and and a st- like a trophy, which is quite coveted. But the prize is better. Well, yeah, after what Andrew's done, the prize is definitely better this year. So you want to jump in? You'll be disappointed if you don't win this year. And and Nick I mean, can't well, win the prize. Win anyway, but, so I'm not. I don't give a shit. I'm only. Trying I, pro- to I probably would give the prize to Nick. But for, for me, this season we'll have an asterisk next to it. It's a COVID-affected <sighs> season, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to come back. I'm going to take it next season. I'm going to win it by 20 points. I'm going to get every game right. I'm just saying, I haven't had a tip wrong all year. Fucking <laughs> Now, uh, let's just move well. on. Do you I haven't guys had one right got... either, but I haven't gotten one wrong. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning into All Out West this week. Uh, I'm a new host, Wallhausen. Uh, this is Kelhausen and the old magic man. Uh, don't forget to check Kelsen. us out on social media. Like, subscribe, review, share. Send us a message. Um, if you're a Ballarat, make sure to check up with the active support. Get in, make some noise, have some fun, drink some beers, or don't. Up to you. I don't judge. Have a nice lemonade.
There's, do there's any like real bougie lemonades nowadays? Yeah, I'm, I'm not about all that. Just give me some swabs. I'm all good. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just saying that like they got real good lemonades and stuff now, which Kelsey, I know you like lemonade. I do. Yeah, so, but yeah, we're a bit all out west. Get in there, support the boys. Shout out Nik- Nikolai Topper Stanley. Don't forget to check out the Dylan Wenzel Halls interview. That was pretty, pretty slept on. Um, that was a really good conversation. I hope to see more of him this season and hopefully next. Um, yeah, all west, aren't we? All west, aren't we? All west, aren't we?